tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Blog Talk Radio. The opinions and views expressed by the host and guest are not necessarily the views and opinions of the Blake Radio Network. Broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting to the world. Broadcasting to the world, to the world, to the world. BlakeRadio.com. Music for your mind, body, and soul. Talk radio at its best. You are listening to Rainbow Soul. Controversial topic. I got all kinds of distraught emails. Oh my God, Dr. Daniels, you can't do that show. You'll ruin your reputation. <laughs> so I'm doing the show anyway. So it's important to understand that Monsanto is not corrupt. Once you understand that Monsanto is not corrupt, then and only then, I believe, you're in a position to do anything. Uh, concrete and effective about the really dismal state of affairs uh, that we find ourselves in, in terms of uh, GMO food, poison food, uh, and contaminated food. So if you believe that, that, that Monsanto is corrupt, then it kind of leads you to a dead end in terms of your effectivity, your process of being effective and effectively uh, combating what appears to be, uh, I would say, a difficult situation, but many people feel it's a futile situation. I don't really think so. So, let's get to the meat of the matter, which is that Monsanto actually is not, uh, it's not corrupt. So, as always, we start out with the definition of these things we're talking about, because it's important to know what you're talking about. So, what does corrupt mean? Corrupt means having or showing a willingness to act dishonestly in return for money or personal gain. 
So unscrupulous logging companies are assisted, for example, by a corrupt official. Right. Notice they said the logging company was unscrupulous, not that it was corrupt. So that definition of corrupt doesn't really get us where we need to be. Here's a better definition of corrupt. Made unreliable by mistakes or alterations. For example, the text of a computer database or a program is corrupted, so it's made unreliable by errors or alterations. Now, the other, uh, so we're going to use a combination of both of these definitions to, under, to understand why Monsanto absolutely is not corrupt. So having or showing a willingness to act dishonestly, well, you have to underline the word dishonestly, in return for money or personal gain. So this implies that the person is, is, is being dishonest. And they're being dishonest to whatever their true purpose might be. And this dishonesty to their true purpose or obligation is being performed in return for money. All right. So let's figure this out. Let's just sort this out. Let's take a look at the word dishonesty. That's important that you to get a grip on it. I know it sounds a little tedious, but you've got to get a grip on what we're talking about and speak precisely so we can understand why Monsanto is absolutely not corrupt. Okay, so dishonesty is what we're looking at here. And I was shocked as I looked at the definition for dishonesty and found that the definition of dishonesty was itself dishonest. So here we go. So dishonesty is to act without honesty. And it's used to describe the act of lying or being deliberately deceptive, lack of integrity. And lack of integrity is like basically not doing what you say you're going to do. Um, treacherousness, the fundamental component of a majority of offenses relating to the acquisition, that means taking, the conversion of, that means making it yours and not mine, or mine and not yours, and disposal of property. This is important. And let's just say your health, for example, is property, your property. And we're talking about taking your property. And dishonesty is a number of definitions. And uh, the first definition is a course of action, whereas the second is uh, a state of mind. So a clear test within the criminal law. So, you, so in other words, you have to have the intent to deceive and you have to take something uh, wrongly. And so this is important because you have to have some kind of standard. In other words, what is it? What was the original intention? What is it the person was, or a corporation in this case, was designed and supposed to do? And how was it they did not do it? And so to be dishonest, they have to not be true to their mission. Okay. So, and this is great. So the person or the corporation has to believe that what they did was dishonest at the time. This is an interesting concept. So in other words, if the person doesn't believe that what they did was dishonest, then by law, it actually might not be uh, dishonesty. This is, this is interesting. And in the case of theft, in this case we're talking about a theft of your health theft of, we're talking about Monsanto, their products may be stealing 
the utility of the environment, the utility and safety and nutrition of your of your food. This is property theft. So we're saying that that's property is being taken. And so what they're saying is it's only dishonest if the appropriation of the property belonging to another is not regarded as dishonest unless the property is appropriate or if the property is appropriate in the belief that there is a right in law to deprive the other of it on behalf of himself or a third person. This means that if Monsanto takes your health, destroys the environment with the belief that they have the law on their side and the right to deprive you of it on behalf of themselves or a third party, we'll talk later about who the third party might be, then it's, it's not dishonesty. It's not dishonesty. This is the law. Imagine that. Imagine that. It's not dishonest if the person committing the act believes they have the right to take what they're taking without punishment under the law. And they can do this on behalf of themselves or others. The next thing we have the question of loyalty or duty. So if Monsanto, the question is who does Monsanto owe its duty to? Who has it made promises to? Who has it signed contracts with? Certainly not you. Certainly not me. So they have their, their duty then, there is no duty there. And if there's no duty, there can be no dereliction of duty. Hence, no dishonesty or corruption. This is, this is, a, this is a big, big, big piece of information to, to digest. So if Monsanto has no duty to you, it doesn't owe you anything. The question of corruptness then can only be supported if one can establish a duty then point to a breach of that duty and a willingness to breach that duty for money. So here's an example. We have to bring this down to reality and just easy to understand stuff. The doctor has an established duty to the government in order to keep his license. This is well known. What you may not know is your doctor has, is obligated by the government to report suspected, all caps, criminal activity. So a condition of keeping his license is that he rat you out. On the other hand, the doctor has a fiduciary responsibility nowadays to the insurance company who's paying him. And with Obamacare, who's the insurance company? The government. In other words, doctor basically has no duty to the patient. None. There's, there's, there's no duty because his agreement is not with the patient. It's with the government for his license and it's with the government for payment. Interesting. In other words, if the doctor is faced with the question, do I report my patient to the authorities if I suspect he may have committed a crime or that he's about to commit a crime? The answer, of course, is yes. And this fulfills the doctor's duty to the state. Right now, that's really the only duty the doctor has is to the state. Now, the patient might perceive this as being a bit dishonest or corrupt or not fulfilling the doctor's duty, but really there is no duty because the patient's not paying the doctor and the uh, 
patient is not licensed in the doctor. So the doctor has really no duty. Interesting. And so all the doctor has is a duty to the government to observe the standard of care. And the uh, doctor has a duty to the government in order to get paid. Very, very interesting. So in order to be corrupt, one has to, has to be dishonest. In order to be dishonest, one has to have an obligation of loyalty or duty. And so we have to establish the duty. And so a better way to understand this is the mob. A mobster has a duty to perform certain tasks. If he doesn't, he'll be punished with violence or some terrible thing. His allegiance is to the mob. If he fulfills his promise, he's being honest and therefore not corrupt. On the other hand, he's a government informant, then he's being corrupt as he's not keeping his promise, his duty, his obligation to the mob. He's pretending to work for the mob when he's actually promised to work for the government. So that's corrupt because he's got two opposing things going on there. Now, the next example is something I think that people need to really listen to and understand. Another example is a farmer. Let's just say this farmer raises cattle. He feeds the cattle, gives them water, and shelter. The cattle feel the farmer has their best interest at heart. In fact, some cattle may even feel that the farmer has an obligation of some sort. The farmer, on the other hand, has borrowed money from the bank and needs to kill and sell the cattle in order to pay that debt. Is the farmer corrupt when he slaughters the cattle? Well, just because the cattle perceives the farmer to be a benefactor, of course not. The farmer is not corrupt. It was always his intention to slaughter the cattle. His duty and purpose was to allow the cattle to reach a certain size and then kill the cattle and sell the meat. No corruption there. May be unpleasant for the cattle, but the farmer is certainly not corrupt. At no point did the farmer stray from his intent and his duty. They true to his purpose and delivered the cattle as he promised. I'm suggesting, likewise, that there is no corruption in Monsanto. The company is designed to harm people. It is designed to poison the food. This is the purpose. To call Monsanto corrupt is to misapprehend the situation. Similar to the cattle deciding that the farmer is corrupt, as they suspect the farmer had a hand in the death of Aunt Bessie. It is similarly erroneous to determine that Monsanto is corrupt. So let's take another look at the situation with this new perspective. So everything Monsanto does is designed to maim and kill. So the purpose of today's episode then is to clarify how Monsanto is really a company with high integrity and allegiance and to clarify those relationships so that citizens that are exposed to its products might at least stop calling Monsanto corrupt. This new perspective then will inform the interaction people have with Monsanto and allow them to formulate their own strategy. I, I don't advocate any one thing for anyone to do. I think everyone should do what they think is right and most effective. So I think a lot of energy is wasted in misunderstanding the situation and in using the word corrupt. So let's start with the products that Monsanto makes. Being aware of their mission, this actually makes a lot of sense. Well, there's this website, they don't like Monsanto. And so they have, they're listing 12 of Monsanto's products. So let's go through these products and understand how 
these products might fulfill Monsanto's mission. All right. One product is saffron. And uh, saccharin is an artificial sweetener. And of course, uh, it was uh, actually designed and produced for Coca-Cola. And after mounting pressure from consumers and uh, several studies conducted by the sugar and sweetener industry, they reported uh, that it was not possible to, that, that saccharin might be a threat to the health of the general public. And over the years then, what happened after a variety of letters from scientists, revised uh, against uh, considering saccharin safe, Official documents. So first, the saccharin was finally considered to be a carcinogen. Then it was taken off the carcinogen list. And then there was, uh, I guess, some political negotiations. And the government decided that it was impossible to absolutely conclude that saccharin proposed no health threat to humans. And so we have then saccharin, a artificial sweetener, which was observed empirically um, by several scientists to be harmful. And the, the government agency regulating Monsanto decided, well, wait, wait, wait. We can't list this saccharin as a dangerous agent. Now, here's another instructional piece of information, which is that we have a government agency now, uh, FDA, stepping in and saying, hey, these, this dangerous substance cannot be labeled as dangerous. And so you have to deduce there's a relationship here between Monsanto and the um, regulatory agency. And it's difficult to, to, I think, at first decide who's regulating whom, who is in charge here. Is Monsanto controlling the government or is the government controlling Monsanto? Is Monsanto actually a tool of the government? Next, we have PCBs. In the early 1920s, Monsanto began expanding their chemical production into polychlorinated biphenyls to produce coolant fluids for electrical transformers, capacitors, and electric motors. And 50 years later, uh, toxicity tests began reporting serious health effects from PCBs and laboratory rats exposed to the chemical. After another decade of studies, the truth could no longer be contained, and the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, now we have another agency, the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, cited that PCBs cause cancer in animals. And additional peer-reviewed health studies showed a causal link between exposure to PCBs and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, frequently deadly form of cancer. So in 1979, the United States Congress recognized PCBs as an environmental toxin and banned its production. And they were finally banned globally in 2001. 
and according to this rendition, um, Monsanto's duplicity was uncovered as an internal memo revealing that they knew all along that it was dangerous. But, but wait, again, when you understand that we have a company here that produces substances dangerous for human consumption, that is what they do. There is no, um, you know, duplicity. Well, what they discovered was that Monsanto was true to its purpose. And so in 2003, Monsanto paid over $500 million, $600 million, excuse me, to residents of Alabama who experienced severe health problems uh, like liver disease and cancer from being exposed to PCBs. And the damage continues to persist after the PCBs have been banned. And so then, in 1941, Monsanto makes polystyrene. Uh, it's a form of plastic and it's still widely used in food packaging, and it ranks fifth on the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency's list of chemicals whose production generates the most total hazardous waste. So get this. So the EPA bans PCBs, this is a 19, uh, 1920s product. Now, now they decide that they're going to not ban the polystyrene, even though it's a hazardous waste. So what we see here then is increasing harm and decreasing penalty. Okay, so shortly after acquiring um, research laboratories, Monsanto turned its division into a research department with the Manhattan Project, which we all know is where we got the atom bomb and nuclear weapons. Uh, and they worked on plutonium purification and production as part of the Manhattan Project. Now, again, this is totally consistent, totally consistent with their mission, which is what? To harm human beings, to create harmful, deadly, dangerous products. So we have atom bomb and nuclear weapons. What do we expect? Of course we expect it. And then number five, DDT famous DDT, and I believe they're getting ready to bring DDT back, this by the way. So Monsanto became one of the first manufacturers of the insecticide DDT to combat malaria-transmitting mosquitoes, and the true effects of DDT's toxicity were at last confirmed through outside research, and in 1972, DDT was banned throughout the United States. Now, I heard some murmurings in the last two or three years. They're saying, oh, DDT wasn't that bad. Let's go back to using it again. And again, another deadly product. This is what Monsanto does. And they have been true to their cause, true to their mission. There is not an evidence of corruption in it. Um, you know, it, it's not like we have a, a company here um, creating... Uh, medical breakthroughs to cure people on the one hand and making uh, deadly products on the other hand. They had a pretty steady mission here right along to create poisonous, destructive, dangerous products, and they have consistently do, done this. Then we have dioxin, 1945. Uh, Monsanto began promoting the use of chemical pesticides in agriculture. 
and uh, this dioxin has become a persistent environmental pollutant that accumulates in the food chain, mainly in the fatty tissues of animals. And a decade since it was first developed, there's been a lot of diapsin contamination in a wide range of its products. So products that are not supposed to have diapsin, they end up with diapsin in them. But again, well, we, what do we have? The production of a dangerous substance designed to harm, and we have harm. Very, very consistent. I think we can't call this corruption. We have to call this integrity. Integrity, honesty, and commitment to one's mission. Unwavering commitment. So we have Agent Orange. So Agent Orange in the early 60s, um, on sales one of two companies that manufactured Agent Orange. It was an herbicide defoliant used for chemical warfare in the Vietnam War. Now, as a result of the use of Agent Orange, Vietnam estimates over 400,000 people were killed or maimed. A lot of our, our veterans, by the way, were harmed uh, by Agent Orange. And people were born with defects, and up to a million people were disabled or suffered from heart problems, not to mention uh, a far-reaching impact on the health of 3 million American troops and their offspring. Now, internal Monsanto memos show that Monsanto knew of the problem with dioxin contamination of Agent Orange when it sold it to the U.S. government for use in Vietnam. I have a theory about this. I think that the U.S. government takes each generation of young men, sends them overseas, poisons them, and then brings them back home so it has basically a weakened population that's more easy, easy to govern. My, um, my observation. And so again, we have consistency. We have Agent Orange producing um, heartache, suffering, and death. Now, the other thing, of course, is Agent Orange. There's talk of using Agent Orange in the United States as a pesticide. And you have to wonder which government agency is going to okay that. The next thing uh, Monsanto came up with was petroleum-based fertilizer. And, of course, this ended up sterilizing our soils, killing our soils, um, and creating, of course, crops that were not nearly as nutritious because they didn't have um, full-spectrum nutrition fertilizers in the form of, say, compost or manure. No, instead they had a petroleum-based fertilizer. Then we have uh, Roundup, famous Roundup. So in the 70s, Monsanto founded their Agricultural Chemicals Division with a focus on herbicides. These are uh, weed killers. And the famous one, of course, is glyphosate, glyphosate, which is Roundup. And this made it possible for farmers to saturate the, uh, you know, use it widely and kill a lot of uh, weeds. And of course, they genetically modified many crops, such as corn, for example, to be Roundup ready. It means able to withstand being sprayed with this weed killer. So it's been approved worldwide. However, there's concerns about its effect on humans and the environment, and it's been found in groundwater and even streams, and really throughout the Midwest United States. 
and it's been linked to the uh, butterfly extermin extermination and the proliferation, of course, of superweeds, and rats have negative health impacts. Now, you can't always transfer animal studies to people. However, rats are very similar to people, and a lot of drugs are first tested in rats. And so it's been noted to cause uh, infertility, cancer, and premature death in rats. And, of course, we would say human studies are pending, but they just haven't really done any. They just uh, doubt people with it. We're going to talk more about glyphosate uh, a little later on. Then we have aspartame, which is NutraSweet or Equal. Now, this is some pretty uh, amazing stuff. And this was discovered, and they had uh, clinical trials on seven monkeys. And with that, the FDA, another agency, uh, approved it. Of course, one monkey died, and five had seizures. And I found in my medical practice, then if someone had a neurological autoimmune disease and they stopped using NutraSweet, a lot of times that would result in a complete cure. Can you imagine? Amazing. I mean, how easy is that? So, aspartame, dangerous, deadly, harmful to people, true to, to Monsanto's mission, not evidence of corruption, if anything, integrity, Steadfastness. Bovine growth hormone. This is this is amazing. Just for the record, there's a milk excess, a milk glut in the United States. And so in the face of a milk glut, recombinant bovine growth hormone is created to stimulate more milk production. That's what we are told. And when women eat this stuff, they get osteoporosis and they get... Um, breast cancer, uh, colon cancer, and then get prostate cancer. So this recombinant bovine growth hormone, while ostensibly it says bovine, you know, child growth hormone, the real target, um, target of this is not the cow, but the humans who eat it. And so what's going on here then is Monsanto is remaining true to its, its mission of destroying and harming human beings. Then we have uh, genetically modified crops. Awesome. In the early 90s, uh, Monsanto began gene splicing corn, cotton, soy, and canola oil. Why would you need to splice canola oil? It's already irradiated and dangerous. What, what the heck? Uh, why not add danger on top of danger? And so this genetic manipulation we've found is definitely not healthy. And so we could say people are suffering from it, but we can put it the other way around, which is when people remove genetically modified foods from their diet, they become healthier. So the genetically modified crops are damaging to the health of human beings and totally consistent with the Monsanto mission, the Monsanto progress of what they have manufactured. So it seems to me that we need to take a look at this and realize that this is a company that is very consistent. All of its products dovetail and work towards the same mission, which is human harm. And 
this makes for a very strong and very effective human harm machine. And so this is basically a juggernaut harming humans. Now, I'm not the brightest person in the world, maybe not the you know, smartest person on the block here. Seems to me if I can figure this out, someone else can. And so let's take a look at who else might be doing some figuring. So there's the USDA, that's the United States, uh, the, the food people. And the USDA says that Monsanto's uh, residues are safe. We know better. And so what can we determine then? We, we got to deduce that Monsanto's actions must be consistent with the objectives and goals of the USDA. The FDA, Food and Drug Administration, has okayed uh, bovine growth hormone in its use. And so what can we deduce? We've got to deduce that the use of bovine growth hormone, the damage to human beings, must be consistent with the FDA's mission. And then we have the um, EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, which has uh, failed recently to ban anything, uh, any of these damaging pesticides. So again, we must deduce that the EPA, the EPA's mission, whether explicit or not, is consistent with the behavior of Monsanto. So what I'm suggesting here is not that these agencies are serving Monsanto, but that Monsanto is serving these agencies. That Monsanto is actually performing a function as a private corporation that our elected officials cannot perform and still remain in control. So I think if you flip it around that way, then it's easier to get a more constructive perspective. The problem is that Monsanto is not corrupt. The problem is that they, everything they do is narrowly focused on human harm. There is no uh, gratuitous or accidental acts. So then, so then you got to realize that Monsanto's true customers are these agencies. And Monsanto's true mission is what they've been doing, is harming people. So every corporation that Monsanto interacts with facilitates this agenda. Every, every government agency that's supporting, cooperating with, enhancing, facilitating what Monsanto is doing is it's consistent and it's at the behest of their commanders, of those that they serve, and they have been extremely consistent. And Monsanto's customers are not the people that rely on it to deliver uh, pesticides. Monsanto's true customers are those who rely on it to deliver its outcome of harm, of harm to human beings. Whether it's the people who want to reduce the population, whether it's the people who want to enslave the population by keeping them crippled and keeping them fearful and demanding higher taxes so the government can give them free health care with the tax money that they paid, 
Monsanto is working in their service, not in the service of individuals. And so for someone to expect Monsanto to work in the service of human beings to consume the food that it has contaminated is about as sensible as cattle expecting that the farmer is corrupt because he may have slaughtered a few of their relatives. So what is happening then is people who are calling Monsanto corrupt are suggesting that Monsanto is not acting with, with deliberate speed, with all due deliberation. It is acting with all due deliberation. And they are erroneously um, saying or feeling that Monsanto has an obligation to them, to their health, and it doesn't. It's not what it's about. And again, if you just put yourself in the, in the position of the cattle, and you're thinking that Monsanto should be a benevolent farmer and not slaughter you, then you have a misapprehension. And it's your misapprehension that has you thinking that the farmer is tainted or spoiled or dishonest or have low morality or perverted, whereas the farmer is extremely loyal, extremely moral, extremely reliable to his rulers, to his upline, so to speak. So you need to understand that since Monsanto's duty is not to you, their goal is not for your benefit, then where you're concerned, there can be no claim of corruption. And that these um, agencies that regulate Monsanto do not regulate Monsanto, they facilitate Monsanto. Monsanto is actually working on their behalf to achieve goals that they set. An excellent idea, an excellent example of this, if we look at what happened in Hawaii. So in Hawaii, the Hawaiians were agitating to get their elected officials to pass a GMO labeling bill. And so the politicians just couldn't seem to get around to passing a bill that would permit labeling of genetically modified products. So the citizens said, I know, I got it. We're going to put this on a ballot measure, and we're going to have a referendum, which it did. And they voted overwhelmingly to ban GMOs. They said, oh, don't label them, ban them. And what happened was, of course, Monsanto went to court. Monsanto works for the government regulatory agencies. And, of course, the court decided that this referendum was ill-conceived and that the county did not have the right to enforce this referendum. In other words, the cattle were foiled again. And now a lot of people say, well, you know, the judge was corrupt, the government was corrupt, Monsanto's corrupt. What if we just tilt our head a little bit to the right here, and then maybe tilt back a little bit and squint? And you can see, wait a minute, these things are all lining up. There is no corruption here. There is no lack of integrity here. There is no inconsistency here. We have a coordinated effort going on that's very, very uh, consistent. So what is the answer? What is the answer? Well, first of all, you need to to accept 
I think, acknowledge or consider that uh, government agencies have as their overarching policy the support of Monsanto's agenda, and that Monsanto's activities, like I said, represent the implementation of the agenda of those who protect it. And so Monsanto's allegiance then appears to be to these government entities, not to the citizens who consume its products. So Monsanto's duty then is to its masters, not to those who consume their poison. Any more than the farmer has an allegiance to the cattle. The farmer's not corrupt. He's faithful to his mission. Similarly, Monsanto's not corrupt. They're faithful to their mission. And so since Monsanto is true to its allegiance, and the purpose it was designed to accomplish, it's not corrupt. So, the thing to understand then, when you're looking at this whole corruptness, is Monsanto's not corrupt. So could it be, could it be that we are corrupt? Could it be that we citizens who perceive ourselves as being poisoned are the ones who are corrupt, who are weakened, who are tainted, who are spoiled. Take a look at that. So what about duty? Well, Monsanto's duty appears to be to harm each and every one of us, doing a pretty good job. But what's your duty? Well, your duty would be to preserve your health. So who does Monsanto serve? Hmm, not clear. Somebody in the government, the government, maybe somebody above the government, but somebody up there, way up there. It's like the cattle, you know, it's tough for them. They never do meet the person whose plate they end up on. But who do you serve? I would like to suggest, just my humble suggestion, that you may want to serve yourself. And is Monsanto true to its interests? It sure is. But are you true to your interests? I don't know. Let's take a look. What is, let's take a look. I had a, uh, dinner guest the other day. It's about a week ago. Won't name names. It's just a very good friend of the family. And he is a farmer. And he was railing against Monsanto and Monsanto this and Monsanto that and all their awful people. And oh my God, can you believe what Monsanto is doing? Yes, he confessed that he did use glyphosate on his crops. Yes, yes sir, he bought. And I didn't say a word, but he volunteered. If I didn't use glyphosate on my crops, I would lose my crops. I would lose all this money. Well, how much money was he talking about? Maybe at the most $300,000, probably even less than that. So if he would poison his crop and the unknown people who eat it for a mere $300,000, probably less, how can he expect anyone working for Monsanto to resist millions in rewards? How can he expect politicians to not use, promote, okay, and turn a blind eye to glyphosate when they stand to gain millions. So if you cannot forego a morsel on your own behalf, how do you expect another person to say no to a feast on your behalf? And this is a true lesson about Monsanto, not that they are corrupt. They're true to their goal. They serve their masters without exception. They have unswerving integrity, evil, evil though it may be. So the question really is, are you corrupt? Are you being dishonest and corrupt by facilitating the consumption of or knowingly consuming products of Monsanto as you rail against Monsanto? Are you buying Roundup? 
knowing that eating food contaminated with it, marketing it, working for Monsanto, or any company that does business with Monsanto? Are you in the employee of an agency that regulates Monsanto? This is the definition of corrupt. Having or showing a willingness to act dishonestly in return for money or personal gain. And so if we presume that you have a duty to preserve your health, let's just make that little presumption, then you would be acting dishonestly in return for money or personal gain if you consumed a product that had glyphosate on it or worked for Monsanto in any way or for any company that worked for Monsanto. So Monsanto is not corrupt, but they could not exist without corruption on the part of those they victimized. So, you know, each one of us has to ask ourselves if we're being corrupt by pretending to be concerned about Monsanto's deeds, yet accepting a paycheck to facilitate their acts. I have a neighbor, and uh, as you know, I live in the tropics, so things grow here pretty easily. You may not grow what you want grown, but uh, things grow here pretty quickly. So my neighbor, uh, who's very much concerned with all things natural, with the environment, and she's Panamanian. One day, I came home, and she had the sprayer out. Man, she was spraying, spraying, spraying. I said, oh, my God, Evita, what are you spraying? And she says, here. And she shows me the Roundup container. I'm like, oh, no, Evita, it's not it's bad. No, don't do that. <laughs> I could not dissuade her. I could not dissuade her from uh, spraying this stuff everywhere. And so... Um, my Spanish was not good enough to totally, uh, to communicate fully to her just how bad it was. And so we, we each one of us really has, has to understand is that it is the corruption of the people being poisoned that makes it possible for Monsanto. Monsanto has total integrity. All of their parts are working, conspiring towards one end and focused. It's just that they have such an easy target. So I'll go back to the uh, definition of corrupt. It's inconstant. You can't accuse Monsanto of being inconstant. They've been very consistent. Unprincipled, can't accuse them of that. They've had incredible principles, very firm. If it kills, then they'll consider it. And unfaithful, no. They've been very faithful from the beginning to one consistent goal. Untrustworthy, no very trustworthy. They can be trusted. They can be counted on. They can be relied upon to produce a product deadly to humans. So what's the opposite of corrupt? Principle, controlled, unadulterated. And that's what we need to be. Also, it's reliable, steady, pure, and sound. And that's what the individuals who are being poisoned by Monsanto need to be. And the state of being whole, entire, and undiminished. In other words, to examine all of our actions, principle of which, where our money comes from, what our occupation is, and how it might be contributing to this situation, how it might be contributing to the strength of Monsanto. What good is a paycheck when at the end of the day you're disabled, in pain, crippled up, and you have cancer? It, it, it's it's a pretty bad uh, it's a pretty bad trade-off. 
But I want to also talk about, uh, as well as talk about um, officials and this revolving door thing. And in the internet, the articles back and forth, there's a revolving door, there's not a revolving door, there is a revolving door, there's not a revolving door. Well, I went to Harvard undergraduate, I went to University of Pennsylvania School of Medicine, Wharton Business School. The point is, that's a lot of schooling, that's a lot of years. And so I want to explain to you how this process creates individuals who are prime for um, subordination to the goals of Monsanto. So here we go. So you got to, you know, buckle your seatbelts on this one. So I'm just going to talk from the perspective of a doctor, but you can think of a PhD candidate as, as identical. So a doctor plans and prepares for his post one day examining a patient and writing a prescription for at least 11 years in advance. So these are forward-thinking people. Many look forward to the type of position they want and immediately set about banishing all actions, all decisions, and all beliefs that their future boss might find disagreeable. So, in other words, the people who run our agencies, SCA, EPA, whatever, are people who have been through a training system that literally has them preparing for their post 11 years in advance. And I can even remember being in medical school and people saying, you know what, instead of practicing medicine, seeing patients, I think I want to work for an insurance company. Yeah, I work for an insurance company. People literally started making decisions right then and there that were consistent and positive for insurance companies. Further, it's a practice of drug companies to reward positive behavior on the part of the doctor after it happened, never before. So a person in the system is familiar with this practice, and therefore a person in the government who aspires to a position with industry will temper their decisions. In other words, if they see themselves as possibly working for Monsanto one day, 10 years in the future, these are people who are conditioned to literally start making Monsanto positive decisions right now today so that when they 10 years from now apply to Monsanto, they will have created a record on their resume that Monsanto would approve of. So these are people are conditioned to think this way. And so a person in government who aspires to a position with industry will temper their decision. Also in hiring, you can be sure Monsanto reviews the individual's record of decisions while in the government and chooses accordingly. This is what resumes are for. So in my small medical practice, I'll just give you just a small example of this. Viagra came out in the 90s when I was in medical practice. And of course, I'd ask every guy that came in, how's things going? How's your equipment working? And if they could lose a little, use a little boost, I'd write them a prescription. Well, I was visited by the Viagra people, the rep and his regional boss, and they said, we, have, we see you're prescribing a lot of Viagra. We'd like to recognize you. We'd like to arrange a speaking engagement for you. Of course, the speaking engagements start at $1,000 and go up from there. Of course, you would be handsomely compensated. Are you interested? Oh, naturally, I was interested. Of course, I had no idea at the time that I was being watched so closely. But I was happy to know that I met with their approval. Unfortunately, of course, 
other things intervened, and I was not in practice long enough to receive the rewards for my fine performance. So telling a story to say that those in the industry know that they are rewarded after the deed and long after the deed. And so this reward may be as far as 11 years in the future. And doctors and PhDs for sure are conditioned to anticipate and accept such delays in their rewards for a job well done. For this reason, it's quite plausible that an FDA or other government official would make decisions favorable to Monsanto in anticipation of being one of the lucky ones and having a reward even a decade in the future. This is just how it's done. This is why a college degree is so necessary. A person not conditioned to the system of delayed reward might insist on a more concrete payment, you know, half now and half when the, when the deed is done. This is far too easy to trace. Much better to hire people conditioned to act in anticipation of reward four to 11 years in the future, and the beauty of the system is that 90% of the Monsanto allies do not even need to be compensated in any way. After all, they were just auditioning. And so with so many supporters in the government, one must conclude that Monsanto actually, as I said, works for the government or an entity that controls the government. So what's a person to do? What is a person to do? So as I said, the real question is, are you corrupt? Are you being dishonest and betraying your own health and betraying your own interests for a mere pittance, like, you know, a paycheck, by facilitating the consumption of or knowingly consuming products of Monsanto as you rail against Monsanto? So are you buying Roundup? Are you eating food contaminated with it? Are you on the marketing committee that markets it? Are you working for Monsanto or any company that does business with Monsanto? Are you in the employee of any agency that regulates Monsanto? This is the definition of corrupt. And so people need to really take a very close look. Uh, maybe they're just pretending to be concerned about Monsanto's deeds, yet accepting a paycheck to facilitate their acts. This is an important concept to grasp. And again, Monsanto's not working for you. You're not the one they owe their duty to. So when you want to evaluate Monsanto's corruptness, the, actually, the real question is what is their purpose and who do they work for? Their purpose is not your health, and they do not work for you. Therefore, for them to violate your health or violate your interests is absolutely not corrupt. And so what is a person to do? Well, first of all, you, you, once you realize they're not corrupt, this is their mission, they don't work for you, then that puts a different spin on things. It's not like you're going to um, demand that a new person take over as CEO of Monsanto because that doesn't make any sense because that's not the problem. The problem is the basic mission here. And so, so if you would not be what if you would not be willing to go to the same extreme not to be poisoned by Monsanto that Monsanto is going to in order to poison you, you will prevail. So uh, I have to be clear. Disclosure here. I have a bias. Based on my personal experience with government, I do not recommend communication with the government on this or any other matter. It makes little sense to petition to your jailer for relief. Similarly, a pig seeking freedom from the farmer would do better to dig a hole under the fence and escape rather than engage the farmer in negotiations. So in the case of Monsanto and GMOs and pesticides and hormones, 
you need to take what's called extrajudicial action. What's extrajudicial action? Well, let's ask Miriam Webster. Extrajudicial means not forming a valid part of regular legal proceedings. In other words, the courts are not your answer, as Hawaii found out. And next, is delivered without legal authority. In other words, don't go to the law to ask for authority. And that's done in contravention of due process of law. This is important. You must not resort to due process. You must take action into your own hands and start by not consuming contaminated products. In other words, you don't need uh, legal proceedings, legal authority, or due process to make up your mind about these poisons on your plate. It's getting to be, you know, pretty straightforward here. And so what do you do? You have to not rely on the law to provide guidance. Examples of extrajudicial actions are grow your own food, stop using glyphosate on your landscaping. Yes, your landscaping is going to suffer. I can tell you because I did not use pesticides at all on any of my landscaping and people accuse me of mowing the weeds. So I stand guilty as accused of mowing the weeds. This was back in the United States. I live in the ghetto, the ghetto, okay? Visualize in mind what the ghetto is. My neighbors told me I was lowering their property values because I didn't use weed killer on my lawn. Crazy. And so stop working in any industry or for any agency that interfaces with Monsanto. And be as upright as you expect your politicians and agencies to be. Don't corrupt yourself by using poison just because it's cheaper or subsidized. So withdraw your support and trust from any agency that regulates Monsanto and from any product Monsanto makes. 